Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Albany Law School podcast. I'm Ben Myers, Assistant Director for Communications and Marketing here at Albany Law School. Today on the podcast, we're returning to our Meet the Students series, and today we're talking with Meghna Shrikan, who is the Executive President of the Student Bar Association. She's a 3L. She's also the Executive Editor for Symposium for Albany Law Review and has worked closely with the Moot Court program. So lots to talk with Meghna about today. Reminder, albanylaw.edu slash coronavirus for all of the updates, if there are any, and if you have any questions about our return to campus policies. Also, make sure to follow us on social media. We have all of our updates there every day. If you want to hear previous episodes of the podcast, you can subscribe on all the major podcast services or check us out on SoundCloud. And also, Reunion 2020 is coming up soon in just about a month from release day here, and it's going to be 100% virtual this year. So check out everything at alumni.albanylaw.edu slash reunion to get all of your Reunion 2020 news. With all that said, let's get over and talk to Megna. <music> back here with Megna. Megna, if you'd just take a moment to introduce yourself to everybody listening to the podcast today. Hi, my name is Megna Shrikanth. I'm the executive president of the Student Bar Association, in addition to being the executive editor for Symposium for the Albany Law Review. And I actually want to start with that first part. I know it's pretty broad, but if you just take a second, can you tell us what the Student Bar Association is and what it does? The Student Bar Association is similar to any other student government. Our basic goal is to just ensure that all the students at the law school have the best experience possible. There are really three aspects to the Student Bar Association. There's the Senate, the student groups, and the committees. As a Senate, we advocate for our peers in addition to facilitating communication between the administration, the faculty, staff, bar associations, and students. Additionally, our class senators plan events that really help promote student engagement and provide a more well-rounded law school experience. We also take time to recognize our student groups and work to disperse the student activity fee amongst these groups to provide students with the opportunity to attend events and participate in discussions that really further their legal education and provide them with a more balanced law school experience. Lastly, we have our committees that really work to assist our groups and the SBA in enhancing our student community. And there's a lot of moving pieces there, but obviously we're at the start of a brand new academic year. What are those pieces going to come together to bring us this upcoming year? What does SBA have in the hopper? So with everything that's going on with the pandemic and changing to a hybrid virtual classroom environment, The SBA is really focusing on student engagement and advocacy. These items are always something we've traditionally focused on in the past. We are just putting some further emphasis on them this year. This year, the Senate is really looking to find ways to support our student groups during these different and strange times in order to ensure that students are still connecting, even in a virtual atmosphere. The SBA really wants to be a resource for our student leaders, and we really want to make sure that we're lifting them up and assisting them in achieving their organization's goals. Furthermore, we're making sure that the concerns of our peers are being heard, especially with things constantly changing. And one way that we're hoping to do this is by looking internally to see how we can better support and advocate for our our peers and build up the momentum of the previous Senates to better support and advocate for the students. How did you originally get involved in SBA? 
I originally became involved with the SBA as a 1L senator. I remember an orientation. We had a student panel where the current executive president then, Julia Kozineski, talked about SBA and kind of what SBA provided her and the opportunities that she got through advocating for the students in this way. And I remember thinking that there's just really no way that I would be a representative for my class because there were so many people that were interested in SBA. My class, I think there were a little less than 20 people that ran for the five senator positions. So it was one of those things where I was really lucky that I had friends that believed in me when I didn't believe in myself and really pushed me to get my petition signed because I was too shy to go up and ask people that I didn't know to vote for me. And once I became a 1L senator, I made a promise to my class to get to know everyone. So I spent the year just meeting new people who really ended up inspiring me to be a better person, a better advocate, and a better attorney in the future. And these people were really the reason that I ended up running for 2L president and for executive president this year. So that's SBA. But beyond that, you're also involved in Albany Law Review, executive editor for Symposium. What are those responsibilities? And before that, you even got there, how did you get involved with the Law Review? So I can start off with how I got involved with Law Review. I was very lucky to meet people that helped guide me through my legal career. And I've always struggled with English since it isn't my first language, especially with writing because it's so creative. Scientific writing always made sense to me because I have that background. But I definitely think legal writing is a lot more creative. So I just never thought that I would be on Law Review and have the capability to be an editor. So I was really lucky that I had people my 1L year kind of discuss the opportunities that Law Review has for you that I should just try it. You know, I might not get it, but I should just try my best. So I did the write-on competition and I was really fortunate to be selected to be on the Albany Law Review. As a executive editor for Symposium, one of the first things I really do is I work as an article editor. So basically our sub-editors work through the articles that we're planning to publish. I help guide them through that process in addition to combining their work and making further edits before we move it on to the managing editor and eventually publish these articles. My other role, which is really what makes my position unique, is that I'm in charge of symposium. So symposium is an event where various legal experts come to discuss, debate, and educate our community on a legal topic. And it's normally a large in-person event, so it definitely will be different this year, but we are hoping to still have the same amount of engagement and hopefully provide students opportunity to meet with some really fantastic legal experts. On top of all this, as if it wasn't enough, you're also really involved in the moot court program here at Albany Law. And once again, just what are those responsibilities that you have with that organization and how'd you get involved in moot court? So I got involved in Moot Court my 1L year. I volunteered to be a bailiff. I volunteered as a client. I volunteered to be on a juror. So that aspect is something unique to being a 1L is you get the opportunity to kind of see all the different competitions our school has to offer and be able to see the amazing skills that all of the students 
who are participating in these programs have. And then I really enjoyed that experience. I ended up learning so much from all of my peers. So I decided to apply to be the chair for the Donna Jo Morris competitions. And luckily I was selected and I planned the client counseling and negotiations competition last year. So these competitions are just a way for people within our community to gain experience in the legal field. And it entails reserving space, reviewing and updating our competition rules, advertising the competitions, writing the problems for each round, and inviting the judges to evaluate our competitors. It seems like a very big task, but I was really lucky because I had my associate, Alexis Young. She helped me with the competition that it was fair to all of the competitors. Seems like a lot on your plate, though. Even with help, you have a lot going on. How do you maintain all of this? Because law school itself is a pretty big workload, too. So how do you balance all these responsibilities? I actually have learned at a young age that I work really well when I'm busy. It helps me focus because otherwise, I'm even with it, I'm a pretty bad procrastinator. And being busy kind of forces me to use the free time I have to actually get all my tasks done. But I can honestly say that last year, I didn't do a perfect job in balancing it, but I tried my best. And one of the best things I could have done is just learning how to prioritize and learning when certain things had to be done and when things could be moved around. And just kind of creating a constant list every day that these were the things I had to get done today. These are are certain things that I could do the next day and just kind of constantly working off that list and modifying it. But it also helps having family and peers to talk to just because sometimes you think you're going in circles or you just need someone to talk to and take a break with. And I think that is also an important part of balancing your responsibilities is just making sure you have time to do things outside of those responsibilities. And speaking of family, the last question we have here before the lightning round, I'm pretty sure has something to do with your dad, but how did you find out about Albany Law and ultimately why did you decide that this was the right fit for you? So I'm not originally from New York. I grew up and went to school in Ohio. I actually found out about the law school through a website where different schools were graded based on their rank, but also based on the opinion of their alumni. And Albany Law School was ranked really well in regards to how their alumni viewed the value of their education. So I spent a lot of time reading those comments and it convinced me to apply to this school. Otherwise, I really would never have known about this law school. I ended up deciding to go to the law school because of my dad. My parents, especially my dad, were really hesitant with me, with the idea of me becoming a lawyer. So one of the ways that I thought I would get them comfortable with this concept was having them go on my tours and seeing really what lawyers can do and the benefit they bring to our community. When I went to Albany Law School, I was impressed by the school, but my dad was even more impressed. And a big part for him was all the opportunities that the Capital Region really offers the law students. With the help of my dad, obviously, I decided on Albany Law School because I knew that whatever I wanted to accomplish, I'd be able to do it here. Well, one thing we always have that people feel really accomplished when they're done with it, especially when they listen to the Albany Law School podcast, is surviving the lightning round. Are you ready for the lightning round? 
Yes, I am ready for the lightning round. All right, here we go. First one up here in the lightning round this time around is one that pretty much every elementary school student in the country has to answer in the next week or two. What did you do on your summer vacation? I spent my summer vacation participating in classes in addition to working. So nothing too fun, obviously. But I ended up taking biz orgs and a summer in practice class over the summer. And then the other aspect was I'm really interested in pursuing intellectual property. So I worked as an intellectual property and privacy extern at Tapestry, which was a really cool opportunity because the company owns three major luxury fashion brands, Coach, Kate Spade, and Stuart Weitzman. And it was very interesting to see how intellectual property worked within fashion. Additionally, I volunteered some of my time as a legal intern at the Rensselaer County District Attorney's Office. So you just didn't have enough to do during the academic year. You just wanted to have a really busy summer too. Okay, that makes total sense. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess this kind of leads to my next question here in the lightning round is, it doesn't sound like you have a ton of free time. What do you do with it when you do have free time? I like to spend time with my family and friends, but one of the things that I do to unwind every day, and it's kind of become like a ritual at this point, is I just really like to binge watch old TV shows or even new TV shows. It's watching TV just lets me relax. So I know like I just restarted watching Friends again. This summer I spent re-watching The West Wing. So I just normally pick a show and I start re-watching it from start to end. What are you looking forward to most during this upcoming academic year? I'm looking forward to interacting with my classmates and being able to engage with them outside of the classroom, especially since this is our 3L year, just seeing where everyone, their future is headed. It's very exciting to hear that people are getting job offers or the opportunities they're seeking in the future. So I'm excited to kind of see where that goes. Last one up here on the lightning round, I guess just on the podcast in general, we ask it to all of the guests that come on. What would you like to say to the law school community at large? I would first want to thank the law school community for being so supportive of each other right now during COVID, but also prior to COVID. It's really what I think sets Albany Law School apart. To the students, I want to thank them for the opportunity to be their executive president this year, but also I wanted to let them know that even though their experience this year is going to be different from what they imagined, even though they're going to be dealing with a lot of issues due to the pandemic, it's really important, one, that they advocate for themselves, but they also be patient with the changes that are occurring, because as a community, we can come together and make these experiences rewarding. Because even though things are different and difficult right now, there are still opportunities for us to seize. And they may not look the same as you can imagine them to be, but they're going to be just as rewarding. Magna, thanks so much time for taking some time to come out on the podcast here. You obviously have lots going on, so we'll let you get back to it. (laughs) Perfect. Thank you. Thank you.